It's the week of June 17th, and this is MASHCAST number 91. of the Nationals Buttons Bashcast. I'm Jarrett, and I'm here with Nick Zellenkevich. Hey, Thanks. how's everybody doing? Yeah, no Mikey today. Uh, actually, I don't he, know what he was doing. He just told me he couldn't make it. Is he dead again? No, he's not dead. He's just too important <laughs> just, to, just to deal with us. Is he like Sir Mikey? King Mikey? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, this is, this is Mashcast number 91. Should be number 92. But it's definitely number 91. And that's because um, we had to do an E3 press conference last week. Uh, we weren't at one. We were actually holding one. It was, you know, it's kind of big. You should have heard about it, you know. Of course, that's not what happened. <laughs> last week was just a really bad time. Uh, we uh, couldn't make it happen. You know, somebody asked if we could do it later, so I said, sure, and Nick was like, yeah, I could do it, but I really can't. He should have said no. I should have said should've... yeah. Well, it's not my fault that the weather on the East Coast last week was just terrible. This is very true. It's actually my fault. The leader always has to accept the blame, and that's me. That's It's my fault. So, uh, yeah, we're not going to actually make this our post-E3 podcast if anybody's worried about that. That's not gonna happen that ship has sailed you guys heard about e3 all last week we don't even really need to talk about the the beating that sony put on microsoft last week because everybody knows about it by now i, I gotta say i just watched the press conference and like i felt like i was getting hit like the pains were that the, the, the shots were that visceral yeah like i i have not seen or i should say i haven't heard cheers like that at any e3 before ever sony is actually now ranked number one in the fighting game community <laughs> that's actually pretty good nick good job <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh we do have some we, we have some new things to talk about let's uh well let's do what we normally do let's let's talk about what we've been playing nick why don't you go first um due to my travel issues last week i can't say i've played much um still playing some marvel heroes um, the, the, they've been doing some updates and, and I, the lag is getting better. The, the game is getting better. My review, my review is written and ready to get posted. I just have to get it up. So hopefully that'll be up tomorrow. Uh, or I guess by the time you, uh, by the time you hear this, it should be up. Um, what else? Uh, I played a little bit of crash team racing today, the old PS one game. Um, cause it's always fun to bust out from time to time. So good crash team racing. Yeah, the old uh, Crash Bandicoot. Oh yeah, I, I am fully aware of what Crash Team Racing is. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, that was uh, my brothers and I. Uh, that, that we played a ton of that, and I have it on my uh, PS3. So I uh, 
I played a little bit today. It's good. Okay. Anything else? Ah, uh, no. No. No, it's been a long week. Okay. Um, Alright, so me, as for me, I've actually... I last week I played and completed The Last of Us. I actually put the review up. I think the day it released. I think I put the, the review up on Friday. So I had played through The Last of Us. It took me. It took definitely took me longer than I thought. I thought I was gonna beat the game in ten hours because that's what it looked like. Like when I would in the in the early game, I was pretty much on track. I was beating like ten percent per hour. Okay, I was beating ten percent of the game per hour. And then, like, around 50%, it came to a grinding halt. And I really think that's because of how you play, how you had to play against the enemies at that point. A lot more stealth. Um, a lot more thinking. So, and um, more death, too. <laughs> I will say definitely more death in those parts. So, yeah, the uh, I played through The Last of Us. And the funny thing about... Anytime I talk about The Last of Us, you know, it's a great game. It is a wonderful game. I really liked the game. I liked the story. Um, I liked the characters. But there are some things that are bothersome, and these things should have made the game not a... You can't give a game a perfect score with issues like these. And so whenever I start talking about the bad stuff... People are like, why do you hate The Last of Us? I'm like, I don't hate The Last of Us. It is an awesome game. It is an awesome game. Um, but, you know, there are some problems. Like, for example, one of the biggest problems is that the enemy AI, I mean, if you already read my review, you know about this, but the enemy AI does not, they cannot see allied AI. They cannot see your allies. Like, you can have your allies run straight across, so be right in front of an enemy, and they will they won't even budge. No, you I think you mentioned I, I didn't see if you if you read, put this in review or not, but I saw I think you mentioned in one of your comments um, that because we we had played the game at PAX, and I think you noticed at PAX that you were running into that problem where the enemy AI would or the the uh, the not the enemy the uh, your your, uh, your the friendly AI would oftentimes do something stupid and bring the enemies upon you. Oh yeah. And do you think that that was a change that they made directly in response to feedback they were getting from maybe not necessarily PAX specifically, but early play tests uh, that people were noticing like, hey man, your, your, your system's not working. And the easy out was just to be like, yeah, you don't see her. I think absolutely. Because I think we, I bitched about it. Like, cause um, actually I don't even know if you got to the same part that I did. Did you get to the part down in the train station? No. Yeah, like, down in the train station, I died so many times because Tess would, like, you know, I'd try to cut through an area, and Tess would, like, run past all these infected, and they then drag them to me, <laughs> you know? The only way I beat that part is that I, uh, I got to the ladder first, I climbed up the ladder, I left Tess down there because she wasn't going to die, and I actually threw fire on her. And the infected bur- <laughs> burned up. The infected burned up, and then they came up the. And then you know, then Tess and uh, Ellie came up the ladder. Now, how did that play? Now, how did that play when you actually played through the game? Now, in the game, that part was so easy. Now it was ridiculous because I just go through. I don't have to worry about Ellie. Uh, I don't have to worry about Tess. Um, and they they were they were they were standing right by infected, and the infected would just walk around them, and then basically. I just got to the ladder, went up, they followed, that was it. 
Like, so that part's still in the game. That's actually still pretty early in the game, too, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that was a huge thing. Like, you know, and the AI makes a lot of noise. Like, a lot of stuff is supposed to be sound sensitive. Like, oh, you hit a pot in the kitchen, and somebody in the other room hears it. You know, like that. Like, if I hit it as Joel, they come running in. If you, if they, if, you know, Ellie could be like, you know, have those, like, you know, you know those slippers that make dinosaur noises when you walk? She could have those on, and they would not give a fuck. Okay, they they really would not care. So yeah, that was a, that was like a big thing. Um, another big thing is that there are just some parts of that game that are boring, that are straight up boring. Like you're just walking and talking. You're not having some deep philosophical conversation or anything like that. You're just talking, walking, and talking about bullshit. Like this is part where you're in this uh this town, and Ellie starts talking about, oh my god, records. And then she starts talking about them because she knows she's never really seen them before. Or she sees the arcade machine and starts talking about it. It's actually pretty boring. You know, <laughs> it, it's, like, it's pretty boring, especially like part, parts where you're forced to walk. Parts where you're forced to walk, especially in the first half of the game, are, they can be some pretty boring parts. You know? So, like, yeah, like a lot of the time, I was actually trying to rush from area to area so I could find more action. But you know, yeah, there's some, there were some legitimately boring parts in that game, and I, I think the media has overhyped the game because Naughty Dog wasn't the one that was overhyping the game, but the media definitely has. The story's good, but it's nothing unique. That's the thing. Like it's, not, like, it's nothing super unique. You know, there's not some incredible emotional bond that you get between the characters. I've seen character development. Uh, better than this. Not saying this is bad. But I'm just saying I have seen character development that is better than this. You know, um, I'm trying to think what else. I mean, like, and you're probably gonna laugh at this, but like the character development of this game was like on par with Max Payne three. Like the the character development of Max Payne in that game. But I don't think you've ever you haven't played Max Payne, so you wouldn't like really see how he develops. Um, but yeah, like you know, it's it has character development of like Max Payne three. Um, it's it's like on the level with that. Like, yeah, things do change. Like, Joel doesn't like Ellie. It's not that he doesn't like Ellie, but he's kind of emotionalist at first, and then things start to happen, and he goes cl- uh, goes um, grows close to her. I so you're say. you're saying the tough-hearted, curmudgeonly old guy has a soft eventually has a soft spot for the the, the young innocent girl. Yeah, of course you see it coming. Like, actually, the game opens. I don't want to tell you what happens. Um, because I do think you should play it regardless. But um. The game opens very strong. The opening for the game is strong. For what we played at PAX, how far into the game was that? That's like two hours into the game. That was two hours into the game? Yeah. Wow. That's two so, hours into the game. Because I got the impression the part that we were playing was when like their first encounter with the infected. It was, yeah. So it's two hours into the game before you hit the infected? Yeah. Oh, wow. Because you're, you're in a city. Oh, wow. And you, and okay. you get out of a city, yeah. Oh, see, I actually kind of thought that where we were was actually earlier in the game. So, well, the oh, game wow, okay. is about fourteen, fifteen hours long. Okay. Um. So. So I mean, it's still early, but yeah, but it's still early. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, about two hours into the game. Um. Actually, that's another thing for a survival game. It's you didn't have to do much surviving. Like there, there's just supplies all over the place. Like I never found myself wanting for ammo, um, health kits grenades, anything like that. Never found myself wanting for that. So, you know, it's a great game. I think I gave it a 4.2. Uh, 
Because Hater. Of, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm terrible, terrible. Yeah, well, I gave it like a 4.2, so on a, on a 10 scale, well, that's like 8.4. That's, that's a good score for a good game. Good for, for score for a good game. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to give Bioshock Infinite a 4.8 and give that game a higher score than Bioshock Infinite. I'm sorry. I don't know, but Bioshock Infinite had the same problems with the, the friendly AI being immune to enemy attacks. Because she runs out the way, it works in the story. Like she is out of the way. They still, they still could have gone after her. She's the one. She's really the more powerful one, if you think about it. She is the more powerful one. But the thing is, like most of the time, like it's first of all, it's a first-person shooter, so most of your your uh, enemies are ranged. So you're having shootouts with these guys, and then you're the you're the major threat here. You're the major threat, so they come after you first. But she doesn't just stand around. She, no, she will go hide somewhere. Shit. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she throws shit at your face. Here, catch, catch. Yeah, but she, she like Elizabeth will run, and that, I thought her AI was very smart because she will find cover and use it. You know, she will find cover and use it. And you're saying Ellie just kind of like just stood there, like regardless of what may have actually been like right there. Exactly. If she if she manages to get far away from you, she will take the shortest route to get to you. Doesn't matter. So, I guess fundamentally, it seems that it's possible that they could have developed a decent AI cover system. But I get the feeling that, especially given, I mean, PAX was what three months ago, four, four months ago. I don't even know what April. So it's like three, four, yeah, three months ago. So I mean, they're probably whenever they made the decision to just be like, yeah, we're not getting this right. That they didn't really have time to actually implement a proper system. So. Yeah, like it's 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 immersion breaking, but it's still a good game. I'd recommend anybody get it. It's just not it's not perfect score worthy. This is like the same problem I had with like what was the GTA four that was getting perfect scores and then the first thing that happens when I come across like you know, like that first hill in the game when the sun's rising, bam, frame loss. <laughs> Instantaneously not a perfect game. It's not frame loss, it's slow motion. <laughs> Uh, so let's see. So yeah, Last of Us was the big thing that I, I was playing. I have not played the Swapper again. I haven't had a chance. And um, now before I say this, uh, though, something that happens before the show, like me and the guys will talk a bit. We typically talk about what we've been playing. Um, we didn't necessarily do that today, but I purposefully made sure I did not talk about it today. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> I wanted to get Nick's natural reaction. Uh oh. What I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say. So, <clears throat> over the weekend, I downloaded Origin. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I want to tell you. Uh, wow. This, this, you know, I got to say that's actually that actually is now the biggest uh, turnaround I've seen somebody make today. <laughs> well, no, listen to this. Okay. So <laughs> you know, we talked about this before. The the biggest reason I was actually against Origin to begin with was because of the EULA, right? That was uh, mm-hmm. we had talked about that before. Um, now I've I've had an Origin account. I've always had an Origin account because I had an EA Downloader account. So I've always had an Origin account. Back when they first pushed the EULA out, I sent my letter in to opt out. So I am opted out of the uh, of that um, clause. But it doesn't make a difference anyway because it's for class action lawsuits. Who am I going to class action with? The, the, like two other guys that opted out also? <laughs> exactly. Me and Rob Hill Williams. <laughs> that, that's it. So, you know, there was, there was that thing. But the thing is, like, everybody has that clause. 
like it's not just EA. It's also Steam. Like Valve has it, Steam has it, and there is no clause, there is no uh, exemption. Um, Blizzard has it, so that covers all of my PC bases. If I want to play PC games at this point, I have to accept that. Um, I have to accept that clause for now. There is got, there is actually movement in the Senate to uh, get that um, nullified. It's called the actually I forget the name of the act. I was just looking at it the other day. Called the Jared is a pussy act. Oh yeah, so go ahead, lay it in, Nick. Lay it in. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna take it. I'm just gonna suck you, it up. You were you were my last bastion of hope for the country. Didn't you have? Don't you have origin? Because you have. Actually, no, I. Uh, Star Wars. I I, I I 100% plan on getting it. I just haven't gotten Mass Effect three yet. What what's today's date? You might have missed a chance. No, today's the last day, and I'm gonna tell you this is why I actually got origin. Uh oh. I got an email, <laughs> okay, and they said they're having this massive sale, so I'm just like, okay, I'll go to the Origin page and check it out. This is what I bought. <laughs> Battlefield 3 was $5. That's not bad. $5, and to get everything, all of the DLC, everything, it cost me $20, okay? That's so I got bad. that. Um, Mass Effect 3, $15. That actually, I think I saw it for maybe like a dollar or two more on Amazon. But I'm waiting. I'm I'm gonna get the uh, the 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 whole shabam. Well, well, that well, you mean the whole the whole three? The trilogy. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna oh, buy the, the trilogy. Oh, see, I got the uh, the N7 edition. That's what I got. Oh, right? I, I got like, for fifteen dollars. I got the okay, N7. That's not bad. Edition. That's not bad. All right. So Battlefield like premium everything for twenty bucks. N7 Mass Effect three for fifteen bucks. Crisis three. Um, the ultimate edition, like their legendary whatever, I got it for like thirty bucks. So I got three major, major titles with everything they have to offer. Actually, in Crisis Three, by the way, the ultimate one comes with Crisis Two Maximum Edition. So I have another copy of that. Um, so I got all that for a total of sixty-five bucks. Okay. So I was like, okay, you know, I was like, you know, I, I'm, I, I have to, I, I'm already opted out of the cause, but it doesn't make a difference. And I'm already going through it with Steam with Blizzard, so I might as well just jump and then do what I can with this, 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 you know, act that's trying to make its way through the Senate because it's actually pretty big. It's not just video games. Netflix is using it. AT and T, the biggest, um. The uh, it's actually it's a it's a uh, it's an act. Of, why can't I remember the name of the act? It's an act to stop pre dispute arbitration agreements. Um, and like the biggest problem is because there are a lot of employers who are using it when they are hiring people, saying that you know you have to go through arbitration if there's a legal dispute with us. And the way the employers are flipping it is if you go try to you know do the dispute. Then they'd be like, "Fine, you pay half of the arbitrator. We'll pay half of the arbitrator. But you just not only do you not have a job now, but you know now you have to pay thousands of dollars for this arbitrator. That's the way they're spending it to keep out of legal trouble. With companies like EA and you know Steam, Valve, and Blizzard, they're and they're just doing it so they can, I think, keep the noise level down. Because if you do have a dispute with them, they'll actually pay for the arbitrator in full. But that's regardless." 
Anyway, what have I been playing out of that? I did not start Mass Effect 3 because Mass Effect 2, I still need to do the DLCs. I played Battlefield 3. I had already played the multiplayer, so I was like, let me check out the single player. That single player blows. The Battlefield 3 single player blows. It is the worst single player I have played in that type of game. And that includes Call of Duty. Battlefield 3 single player is worse than COD 2. Okay? It is, it's terrible. Like, it is so boring. I've never been so bored playing a single player in my life. So I'm not playing that anymore. Good thing. Like, you know, I still have it for the multiplayer. But I don't even know if I want to play that because it's stupid. Like, when I click on the game and hit play, it opens up a web browser for Battle Log. I'm like, this feels <laughs> so cheap. This feels so cheap. But anyway, um, I have been playing Crisis 3. And you know what the thing is about Crisis games? They all start slow. They all start slow. They're a little meh in the beginning, and they definitely pick up steam as you know things start to change. Um, now it's not as good as Crisis Two so far. Definitely not as good as Crisis Two, but like yeah, Crisis Two, I thought that game was gonna end like on three separate occasions, and then they kept going. I'm like, oh my god, this is so awesome. This one is good, but it's just it's not as good as two, but it's still a good game, and I really don't want to get too into it, but you know. It's 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 good. I think the actual the, the the Seth are harder in this one. Like in Crisis Two, I don't give a fuck about Seth. Kill them all, you know. But like now, like I'm actually a little cautious when I'm around them. But it's actually pretty cool. But yeah, that's that is my long roundabout excuse as to how I've been playing Crisis Three. That's really what I wanted to get to. I've been playing Crisis Three. <laughs> For shame. Sorry, Nick. Sorry. I, I, yeah, but hey. <laughs> I feel like we should end now with uh, with Queens. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> well, I don't plan on using it a whole lot. Like I don't even have. I, I have Steam running all the time, but Origin, I've only turned it on to play. You know, Crisis. That was it. And then Mass Effect. Whenever I get around to it. Cool. Let me know when you get around to that because I should probably get to that. Hopefully by that point too. And just it's one of those things where it's just perennially on the back of the list that. I'll get to it when I have time. Right. Um, one, right. one thing I want to mention real quickly, um, if we're, if we're going to speak about amazing sales, um, GOG.com has Torchlight for free through, uh, what, through, I think it, it's like, it works out to be like uh, 8 p.m. Thursday night. So that's, uh, so if you're listening to this on Thursday and it's before 8 p.m., you can get Torchlight for free. Awesome. What I think it's what literalgames.com or gog.com, gog.com. Yeah. So well, what, like, what do you have to do to get it for free? You just have to sign up for an account on the site. They're 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 one of those services. They're like Steam or Origin, they, where they sell uh, games. They have a lot of sales on there, and it just works out that their sale this this week until 8 p.m. T- uh, Thursday is Torchlight for free. So fundamentally, if you haven't played Torchlight, and I include myself in that, there's no reason not to go in there and just download it. Is there really a reason to play Torchlight now that Torchlight 2 is out? Well, probably not, but it's no. free. It's free. It's cheaper than uh, Torchlight 2. I'm going to go ahead and say no. I don't know. If, if you're looking for a good uh, what uh, ARPG where you're just running around clicking on stuff, mm. it's there. Yeah. Well, it's free, so I'm not going to blame anybody for that. But Okay, let's actually get into the topics. Let's talk about Things that people actually want to hear about, not my excuses for getting origin. 
Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk about the other uh, big backtrack of the day. Yeah. So you know, I you know briefly mentioned it earlier, and you know, God knows if you haven't heard about this, you have been living under a rock. But Microsoft got rocked last week <laughs> by Sony. Not only did Sony come out with a cheaper console, it's a hundred, uh, it's a four, a three, a four hundred versus the five hundred for the Xbox One. Um, Sony announced that they will not restrict used games in any way. It will not require internet connectivity. There are no online check-ins, none of that stuff. It's basically the PS4 is following the same model as the PS3. Yeah, they're doing what consoles have always done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. They're not they're not rocking the boat. Uh, so, and my, you know, you, we, you really knew, Microsoft really thought that um, Sony was going to come out with the same thing that they did. They really did, and that's why they were sticking to their guns, and now that they're, they're just getting the shit kicked out of them right now. It's been almost two full months of just constant, you know, damage control. And now finally Microsoft was like, enough's enough, stop beating us up. We are backtracking on our policies. You know, I, I feel like calling what Microsoft has done for the last two months damage control is a very generous term. <laughs> But I don't understand why Microsoft would even think that Sony would, was going to do the same thing. Um, I, I mean, I get I get the feeling. I know EA, you know, you know, because we had the whole thing where the day before the Microsoft conference, you know, EA says, "Oh, we're getting rid of the online passes," and everybody's kind of like, "That's a little odd." And then Microsoft comes out and says, "You know, that's okay. We're taking care of it for them." And then it's like, okay, it seems like maybe Sony might. So, so Sony had the best plan up their sleeve let microsoft take all the heat and then once they realize like yeah nobody likes this we're just gonna you know if they ever planned it and i i can't, I can't imagine that they did based on how that conference went but i mean you know who knows what the plans were previously but i i have to think that you know they, they basically let let microsoft come out and try try to be innovative um and i'm kind of using that term in air quotes but i'm also kind of not um, and, and the, the reaction was just so negative. Like Sony, Sony would have had to be even like incredibly stupid to do that. Like, uh, you know, like really their reaction, you know, their press conference at E3 was, was, you know, the general by the book playbook that we expected out of them. There was no, and it's, 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 it's really ludicrous. They basically came out and said, it, it works just like your current console. And they got applause. Like it's, you know, I mean, it's weird that we live in a world where that happened. Yeah, it, it really is. Like I've, I said earlier, I've never, I've never heard applause like that at an E3. Like the like the people who were there, who were supposed to be professional media, were just <laughs> really just like, oh my god, yes, thank you, we love you, we love you. The, the, I, I would I would hesitate to call. E, e, the media at E3 professional media only and so at least based on their reactions because they're always they're always applauding stuff and, and it's I don't know it, it's it's not surprising to me that they applauded but just it's just the fact like that like what my, like there was really no announcement there but it's just like yeah we're not you know it's like Sony basically came out and said we're not being dicks and everybody cheered yeah yeah I was uh I mean I was you know what? I I thought there was there was a chance that Sony was going to go the same route. I mean, Sony did uh, patent that technology uh, for for pretty for pretty much the DRM using the RFID on the disc. So it's not like it wasn't you know 
it was impossible that someone to do this. They brought, they might have had it up their sleeve. Shit, the technologies may still, the, the technology may still be on the disc, which allows the uh, the developers to use it or the publishers to use. They, Sony did say it's up to the publishers to determine, you know, if they want to allow use games. But it's always it's always been up to the publishers. Well, I mean, uh, you know, at, le- or at least I mean, fundamentally, a publisher could really sit there and say, we're you know only going to release digitally and you know that's that i mean if you think about it you know everybody on the the xbox live arcade and every you know all the indie developers for the playstation they don't allow used games and that's sort of their decision if they really you know if they really wanted to they could you know i mean they'd need a lot of capital but they could go and you know publish discs and make them available at gamestop and that would allow used games there but they go with the cheaper route that benefits them so I, I think it, I think it's, a, it's it's really it's a canary in the coal mine situation where Microsoft, you know, stuck their head out and said, hey, let's try this, you know, let's try this different method of distribution and see how that flies. And they got resoundingly pushed back, not by Sony, but by by the consumer base and by the fans and, and everybody. And it, it's it's a little unusual because I think that, well, well, some of the some of the 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 uh the terms that they were pushing for were a little draconian i think they were i at the very least uh, like sort of respected them for trying trying it i know there was the one uh allegedly leaked uh not really a press release but uh, i think it was on 4chan there was a, a microsoft uh, i'm not sure if he was a developer or what exactly his job was there but uh, somebody from the microsoft team sort of gave a, a candid interview about what what like what exactly they were trying for and how i mean the fact is and he's right that they completely botched the message that the whole the whole presentation and and the way they talked about it was terrible and basically his argument was that they were trying to build steam on a console and in order for them to do that they felt that they had to shut down the used game market first and so you you know fundamentally they needed to i guess you can't you you know even then and really this actually goes back to the discussion we had several months ago when there were rumors that the that the uh what was it wasn't it the xbox wouldn't take discs yeah and so you figure if you look at that they leaked those rumors a few months ago and they see everybody's got a that's not gonna work you can't do that what are you gonna do have a system with no discs but you know what? it makes a it makes complete sense that they said we want a console that that basically is basically they want to build a steam box but they it's their own version of steam and so in order to do that you can't have discs and so they wanted to take discs out of the equation but as soon as they said that there was a big blow up so what did they do they had to walk that back a little bit and say okay well we have to have discs so how do we do that so they come up with the incredibly convoluted system of licenses and and trade backs and and, and all of this they come up with this incredibly convoluted system that they unveil at the the press conference and that gets blown in their face you know i i'm sorry but i i cannot believe like honestly i don't believe that microsoft is that deft like they're not that deftly <laughs> it's fucking microsoft they <laughs> look at what they just did no but i think that's confidence i think they were they were overconfident they were cocky they did the same thing that sony did um with the ps3 sony with the ps3 um, you know, they were like, ah, fuck it, it's PlayStation. People will buy it. Doesn't matter the price. Doesn't matter the features. People will buy it. That's what they. That's what they were going for, and, and that blew up in their face. So Sony learned their lesson, and now with the success of the Xbox 360, you know, they they so Microsoft had the same thing. Like, oh well, now we can do what we want because people are hooked on the Xbox. You know, like that's the thing. Like, <sighs> I, 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 Microsoft knew they had to know that there was going to be some blowback 
but they just didn't realize there was going to be this much, like there was going to be this much pushback uh, from the community. And they also thought that Sony was probably going to follow a similar, a similar path that they did. And huh. Sony didn't. Sony went the complete opposite way. It was like, oh, those guys are assholes. <laughs> you know, like, huh. look what we're doing. No, you're entirely right. You're entirely right that Microsoft was arrogant. And I don't understand why console developers always assume that just because we have a huge base on our current console that it will automatically transfer over. I think if, if Microsoft was serious about all, all the, the DRM and serious about sort of changing the, the model fundamentally for how we play games on console... I think the whole key is, is, is one, games. I think if, if you've got the games, I think we've seen time and time again where fanboys and gamers don't care about, you know, everything they bitch about. Look at you with Origin. I mean, for as long as you held your line against there, you, you know, you got cheap games and games that you wanted and you finally gave in. And so I, I think regardless of whatever system you implement and how much people hate it, if you've got a franchise that they really want to play – They'll go buy it. They'll bitch about it the whole way. They'll bitch about it when they get home, and they'll bitch about it while they're playing it. But they'll still have paid the money to play the game. And so I think fundamentally, what it all really the only two factors that matter are price and the games available. And that's where Microsoft made the biggest mistake was the, the one hundred dollars higher. If they came in a hundred dollars lower, even if it was three hundred dollars, if they really if they were really serious about dominating the living room like they say, and I I honestly believe that they are. They're, they're, why are they not just saying like, look, we'll we'll give you a free Xbox. If, get get it into the, you know get it into the con- living room, and at that point, now you've got your domination. Now you can start to let Connect become part of people's lives. It can record everything and send it to the government if it wants, whatever it does. <laughs> and you know, at that point, at that point, you win. But for them to actually stick to this five hundred dollar price point, I, 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 I almost feel I, I almost feel like at E three. Before E3, we should have a coin flip between Microsoft and Sony just to see who gives their press conference first. Because I kind of wonder if Sony had gone first and Microsoft's details were to come later, I wonder how that all would have played out. I don't know. I think Sony already knew that they like they knew that their price was going to be four hundred. Um, because you can't do Jack Trent can't he he's not the guy that just says, Fuck it, it has to be four hundred dollars. We're gonna make it four hundred bucks. He's not that guy. Kazurai is not that guy either. Like that take like the, to get the pricing down, like that takes a while. And also, you know, the other features, it's worked into the system. I want to go back to what you're saying about them trying to make the Xbox like Steam. They can make the Xbox like Steam, but that is a gradual process. That process, like look at Steam. How long did it take Steam to actually become what it was? Like. Uh, when did Braid come out? Was it Braid? Wasn't that like 2010? Yeah, 2011? like like when indies started to go to Steam, that's when Steam became really big. You know, it's only been a few years of that. But like, how? I mean, what, Steam's been out since what? 2000? 2001? 2000, 2000, I thought it was 2004, but yeah, maybe it is earlier than that. No, but like, uh, well, Half-Life 2 came, like it came packaged with Steam. But Steam was out before that. Like, well, I think Half-Life 2 was one of the first games that you had to have Steam. And people hated it. Yeah. Oh, people hated it. Oh, that's, you know, oh, that, absolutely. that's, that's but, sort of the funny thing about this whole metaphor is I think a lot of the reaction that Microsoft is getting now is the same reaction Valve got when Steam was debuted. But Steam was, it was, it was really shitty back then. That's the problem. <laughs> like, well, so, but, so was what Microsoft produced. Yeah, that is true. But here's the thing, like, you know, it took time. Like, I mean, even though I had Steam 
I really started using Steam probably, I would say, in 2004. But I still bought discs-based games. Shit. I have the first Borderlands I have on disc, okay? Like, the first Borderlands, that was like 2008, I think. Or a little bit after that. Like, yeah, the original Borderlands I have on disc. So, yeah, like that... That's how long I was still buying disc-based games. I, I, fuck, I have Gears of War for PC I'm looking at right now. I hear I have um, Unreal Tournament 3, so yeah. Call of Duty 4. So it takes time for people to switch. And the PC community is now used to digital distribution. So, you know, for us it's not that big of a deal, but for console gamers, like, they're not used to that. That's gonna, you know, how do you... It takes a while to get somebody used to having a physical object and now letting that go. Because you are losing a lot. Like, if Steam were to shut down, I don't know for sure that I'm going to have access for my games. You know what I'm saying? I don't know for sure. If, you know, you can't authenticate after a while. Same thing with the Xbox. Or, or look at the, actually, look at the Xbox games when you're 360. Or um, the Xbox Live Arcade games. Those aren't transferring to the Xbox One. They, You know how much money... Like, am I really supposed to keep my PS3 my Xbox 360, my PS4, and my Xbox One hooked up? That is such a first world problem, but it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, like, you, don't have to, you don't have to keep it hooked up, but you know, you put it in your attic and then every so often take it out and then, you know, oh, hey, let me it play. It would be worth it. Like, oh, I want to play Gatling Gears. Like, ah, oh, but then I got to hook up the Xbox? Fuck it. Yeah, but look, look at, but look at what, uh, look at all the re-releases that come out or the HD remasters. It gives, it gives, you know, Microsoft and Sony, the opportunity to, hey, you know, you like Crash Team Racing on the PS1, now buy it again on the PS3 because backwards compatibility, fuck that shit. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. you know, look at me, hook, line, and sinker, I bought that. So, I mean, it's it's not it, it's not necessarily that these games are lost forever, but, yeah, by sort of, you know, by, by li- limiting the, the games to the consoles themselves, you know, rather than me keep a PlayStation around with a work, you know, a working PlayStation and a copy of Crash Team Racing, I'll pay the five bucks or however much it is on uh, on uh, the PlayStation Plus. I'll I'll pay that to download the game, no problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it works out for them, but then not for great for me. Like I already bought the game. Do I really want to buy it again? I mean, well, I bought like, I bought Jack and Daxter because HD Remix. I love that game, but you know, do I want? And I don't buy a lot of HD, you know, remixed games. Um, so I don't want to have to buy a whole bunch of them if I already own the game. Are you are you are you going to tell me that in in five years, let's say, when you see Jack and Daxter, you know, the entire collection, seven bucks on the PlayStation Network, you're not going to be like, yeah, why not? I'll download that. Eh, seven oh. bucks may not be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has that you, price, Nick. See, you are part of the problem and not the solution. <laughs> Look, I I I. Okay, I have no comment, but still, <laughs> that is true. Now, just because the Xbox rolled back this stuff does not mean that they're out of the water. Like they still have some major problems. One, the five hundred dollar price tag is still a major a major issue with um the th- with the PS4 coming in at four hundred. Um, what else we got? Oh yeah, mandatory connect still mandatory. I saw they saw that they 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 walked that back too. Oh no, they said you only have to connect it first. The first time you play the no, game. No, I'm talking about not internet oh, connection. Connect, connect. Yeah, connect. Yeah, oh, yeah. Get it together, Nick. Well, it's it's their fault for naming their <laughs> connect. So connect. here's the deal with me. 
with my point, like on both of my televisions, I have no room for connect. What sits in front of my TV is my sound bar, which means I would have to put the connect on top of my fucking sound bar, which means it will be obstructing my TV. Not happening. So mandatory connect is still an issue. So that's the second problem. Third problem, indie developers. They still hate indie developers. Yes. <laughs> Apparently. You know, they, they, that, 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 that publishing policy they have has to go. It has to go. You, they are going to lose out on so many good games. They're going to lose out on so many good games because it, of that policy. Is it that they hate indie developers or they just don't get it? Actually, no, I, I, they don't hate indie developers, but uh, I don't think they really... They, I think they underestimate their importance. Because, I mean, in all honesty, one of the, one of the most exciting parts of, of the Sony press conference was when they had the indie developers all up there playing their games at the same time. And, like, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. And I mean, it's 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 you know I mean there's a there's the one article on uh, the Penny Arcade report where uh, was it uh, Provinciano I think it is of uh, Retro City Rampage just goes off for like you know if, I don't know how long it was but uh, he just goes off about the policy and and it's I mean it's it seems like it's one of those situations where they want to have their hand in everything and so they don't. It's almost like they don't comprehend the plate of the indie developer. Like they don't understand. Like these guys really don't have a lot of money necessarily. Like they're barely getting by to push out. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe it almost seems like they're thinking that like in, there's a you know like indie indie games that can't afford our patches are sort of like low quality and we don't want them. I don't know. I don't well, know. Yeah, it's like maybe they don't feel like dealing with another Phil Fish issue, you know, or another because that was a lot of bad press. Them and Team Meat and stuff like that. Now they don't deal with them. They deal straight with the developer. They tell the developer, hey, we need 50 grand for a patch. Developers like, you know, honestly, the publisher, we need 50 grand for a patch. Okay. It's... To a degree. You know, the publisher comes down on the developer versus Microsoft having to deal directly with the developer. You know, who knows why they have the policy in place. But Sony really built their conference around all the shit that Microsoft was doing wrong. They didn't show any, like, they didn't show a lot of major hitters, even though that, that was kind of concerning me. I thought Sony was going to come out swinging with, like, some, with some of their exclusives, like, bigger exclusives, but they really didn't do too much with exclusives. Like, Microsoft, de- Microsoft actually had a good show. They had a good show. And, <laughs> you know, they, 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 <laughs> they hit that line, oh, the Xbox 3, was it? Was the Xbox One is available for five ninety nine? That ju- that's just a little a little better than the PS3. PS3 is available for only five ninety nine. Like, <laughs> you know, it, oh god, that's funny. I mean, I understand I understand their logic because you look, you know, you look at when the consoles first come out and demand is high. You know, you get those thousand dollar consoles on eBay. I can see how they're like, well, if that's what the going, if that's what the market rate is, why can't we get that money? But the problem is that that price that they set sticks for months, and you know, they, um, unless they're going to do something where it's like it's available this week at a high price, but next week it'll be cheaper. Like they're not, you know, it, it's not. You can't charge that much for a console. I don't care. I don't care if it will like you know clean my room like a Roomba. Also, like it's just not worth it. You know, and and yeah, that's. I mean, right there, that as soon as they said that, the the, the show was over. The show is over. All I mean, what were people saying? All Sony had to do is come out and just say three ninety nine and drop the mic. Yeah, pretty which is kind of what they did. But it's just it's it's. I mean, it's not. It's one of those things where co- the console war is long. I mean, how long is? I mean, this this generation's been exceptionally long. But I mean, these are going to last a good five years at least. 
Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we've seen we've seen consoles come out with disastrous launches and then you know salvage themselves like the 3ds and the ps3 and the ps3 and, and the then, wii u that's going to be salvaging itself soon well let's not get ahead of ourselves oh no smash brothers mario oh, kart zelda come on the smash Bro- smash brothers has the freaking wii fit trainer now and you know what it's probably going to be op it's going to be awesome <laughs> and then it's going to be awesome and they got mega man and everything yeah. no that i'm not I'm, I'm not i'm not not excited about smash brothers um, but no, it, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's, it, it's just like, there's two, like it's, it, there's two factors. Like it's, it's, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a really simple point to hammer home price and games and Microsoft got the games part, which is weird because especially after everybody was bit, you know, and even then they're focused on entertainment and TV and yeah, that's, that's a great additional feature. And there are people that use that, but for a console, it's games and price. They got games, they failed on price. Yep, absolutely. So, well, now they're backtracking. It's definitely going to help them out a bit more. Um, definitely going to open up a lot of people to getting them now. Uh, for me, um, I'm not so sure because, like I said, I have no place to put the connect. I don't. Like, I, I literally do not have a place to put the connect. So I don't even know what I would do. Like, I don't know. Is there a way? Like, does the connect actually have to face me? No, I don't. There has to be. There has to be like a way to switch it off. Like, they cannot make the connect mandatory. I, I feel like you're not actually going to play a game that uses those features. Nope. You're not going to be doing like Dance Central all the time. Nope. So I feel like yeah, just stuff it somewhere that it can hear you, so you can turn the damn system on, and you should be fine. Uh, actually, it's funny. Uh, I was reading a forum thread today, and a guy says he can't wait until he's playing online multiplayer. And he's gonna yell as loud as he can. Xbox off. <laughs> it's <laughs> see what happens. There has to be a way to stop that. <laughs> I think the Xbox does. I think the the new Connect does voice recognition. So 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 all you have to do is learn how to impersonate your friends. Yeah yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, but actually, let's we let's, talked a little about Nintendo a little bit. Let's actually talk more about Nintendo or Nintendo and Ubisoft. Specifically, you know, Eve's Gillamont, or I think, I'm pretty sure his last name is Gillamont, or is it Gillamo? I think, is it uh, Guillermo, yeah. maybe. Guillermo, yeah. Yeah, so basically... We'll get, a, get Aisha Tyler to tell you how to say it. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I, yeah, she wasn't too bad this year. I didn't mind her on the, on the Ubisoft press conference. That's because that's she didn't have, uh, what was his face from last oh, year's Tobuscus? show? That, yeah, yeah, that's actually... That's like hammering on? Yeah, I really... I really... Yeah, that, anyway, I'm not even going to talk about it. But anyway, um, so Eves says he's basically tell, saying that Nintendo needs to sell more needs to sell more consoles, and then Ubisoft will make more exclusives for them. Uh, I think it was earlier last week where uh, Ubisoft also stated that Rayman would not sell enough on the Wii U, and that's why they pulled it. At least they're being honest, you know. They're they're not beating around the bush and saying, "Hey, we need you to sell more. We need to sell more units before we get serious with you." And you know what? That's fine. I actually don't even have a problem with that. I'm, you know, they. Well, well like it matters if I had a problem anyway, but you know, <laughs> you know, they they need to see the business. My thing is though, Nintendo would not be in this situation 
if they would have never started taking the third parties into account in terms of their release dates because that is the big problem i've been saying it for months when they told when within the wii era the third parties complained that you know they were getting clobbered by like mario galaxy and other nintendo first party titles when they release a game around the same time so nintendo says fine we can work with your schedule and we will not release our games around your games and now look what happens. Now people are backing out. Like, what's coming out? Like, you know, what's the next UV thing that's coming out? Like, well, Rayman Legends, but they're getting, like, uh, Assassin's 4 for the Wii U, Assassin's Creed 4 for the Wii U, and a um, Watch Dogs for, for the Wii U, which will definitely be dumbed-down versions of the game. The primary development team is probably not even working on those ports of the game. It's so, really like Watch Pups. Yes, yeah, so it's Watch Pups. You know, <laughs> featuring Nintendogs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually want to play that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, um, uh, yeah, Nintendo really, it's like, you know, they really, and it's kind of hard, you know, you can't just switch it on the fly, so I'm not like, hey, you need to do that yesterday. They really should have, did what they always did, have a major release, you know, one of their first parties coming out every couple months. Especially in your first year, like, Joel Couture wrote an article about how his, per, his Wii U purchases, it's like, he, he says it's going to be, like, I think, August before he purchases his next Wii U title. Wow. And he says, I says, nine months. Brand new console. He bought something when it first came out, and then nine months later, he buys something else. Damn shame. It is. Damn shame. But yeah, but yeah, seriously. The, um, they really should have just kept up with their own releases because that's what sells the system. Nobody. When was the last time anybody bought a Nintendo console or a third-party title? Oh, Zombie, you look good. It's not a console mover. Clearly not because it didn't sell any of the console. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing about it. I don't know if Nintendo realizes this, but they're really the only guys that have, they have console-moving software. Like, nobody's buying an Xbox for specifically for Halo. You buy it for the collection of, of games that you have access on the Xbox. Nobody's buying, um, you know, a PS3 or a PS4 for an Uncharted or Infamous. You know, you buy it for the whole thing. I, I kind of feel like with the Xbox and the PS4, you kind of buy the system that your friends tend to have because you know you're going to be playing like Call of Duty or, or Battlefield. You're going to pl- be playing those games online with your friends, and so you all need to be in the same ecosystem. And then whatever exclusives are available after that, you kind of go in that direction. But yeah, N- Nintendo, you buy for Nintendo. They are they are their own ecosystem. And if there happens to be a great game that a third party developer made beyond that, that's you know that's icing on the cake. Exactly. And so, yeah, like people it's... people buy Nintendo consoles for Mario, yes. for Zelda, for Metroid. You know, but, well, see, but that that's what's funny is like there's a lot of of calls out there like, oh, Nintendo needs to get out of the hardware business and then you know move move Mario and all their franchises to other other systems. And I think those people are really they're saying that because they just don't want to have to buy an extra box to play Mario. They don't. They don't like that Mario is sort of restricted in, into that one system. Oh, yeah, I can see that. But you know what? They'll buy it. Exactly. That's they're, buying. <laughs> they're buying it, and no. they're bitching all the way home, and they're bitching while they play it. Like, man, we're going to buy a stupid Wii U just so I can play Mario and then have 
the most magical fucking time in the world when they load up Mario on the Wii. So I don't want to hear shit about it. Uh, like, actually, funny is you hear this talk, it makes it sound like I'm like you know a Nintendo fanboy. I'm not a Nintendo fanboy. I I have a Wii and it's sitting. You want know to know how much I play it? It's sitting in my living room. You want to know how much I go in my living room? Never. <laughs> like I never go in there. Actually, it's my bigger TV. I never use it unless people go over. And I really don't have people over. I'm so lonely. But anyway, the um, the uh, the like you know, I, I'm not a, really a Nintendo fanboy. I just believe in the product. You know, I think I think you believe so much of the product you bought it. I I don't have a Wii U. Exactly. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but you know, what? I'm considering. Like, you know, actually, I'm going on a couple of trips soon. So I'm waiting until I get back from that. Uh, plus, I got a bachelor party coming up. Uh oh. Yeah, so gotta save for that. Uh-oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I think especially with Smash Brothers coming out, you know, within the, you know, within twelve months, and <laughs> uh, you know, a Zelda and a Mario Kart, plus the stuff they already have, and it's actually not even the the, the games they released. I'm talking about like the stuff I see on like the uh, the uh, the the eShop or whatever they're calling it. Nintendo Network, you know yeah. when I when I saw Metroid, I was like, I really, really wish I had a Wii U right now. But wasn't so, what, the the original Metroid? No, Super Metroid. Oh, wasn't that all? That was available on the Wii, the the Wii, wasn't it? In the in the WiiWare. Super Metroid. I think so. I don't think so. I think I think it was Wii U, because also and in Mega Man X also. Like, and that was I'm pretty sure that was only available on the Wii U store. Well, you can get that on the PS3. No, no, that's Mega Man 10. Oh. Yeah, there's a difference. Damn Roman numerals. Yeah, no, they get it together. But anyway. Um, actually, I do have Maverick Hunter on my Vita via PS Plus, baby. PS Plus. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that. Xbox is going to have, like, a free game. one, Well, two free games a month. Which I have to get my free game now. Because that's right. I, I can get Fable for free. <laughs> Table three, so I'm gonna cash in on that. First time I'll use my Xbox Live membership in a long time. Anyway, uh, but yeah, basically that's not only Ubisoft. You know, EA is the same thing. I think everybody's just kind of waiting for Nintendo to sell units. So Nintendo, you need to stop worrying about these third-party developers. Get your first-party shit out there. If you build it, they will come. It's one of those <laughs> situations. Trust me. Okay. Oh, obviously. Oh, I was wrong. Excuse me. Nick Zell and Kevin with the facts. Super Metroid came out in 2007 for the Wii. Didn't that's notice what, that. That's what it looks like I'm seeing here. Oh, well, that's. I'm gonna. You know, I may load up my Wii and I'll check it out. And if I don't know. I don't know if that that's all still available. I haven't actually followed that. So you may you may have missed your window true. of opportunity. That's true. And well, actually, one of the reasons I stopped buying stuff on the Wii eShop is because when my Wii, my original Wii broke. I lost it all. I realized I lost everything I had. It sucks. So, you know, because the way they did their shit. So that's why yeah. I really didn't buy stuff on, on the regular Wii store. I think the Wii store is different because it's account based. It better um, be. You know, that might, that alone might be a reason to, to get a Wii U. Cause I, even then I had a problem where I bought a, lot, bought, a, bought a lot of stuff on my one Wii. I actually gave that Wii to somebody and wound up getting another Wii. And now all the stuff that I bought is with that Wii. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of, I kind of miss those old uh, Blades of Glory and uh, Wrecking Crew. Good hmm. shit. Yeah. Let's see. So let's move on to our next topic. Um, 
<laughs> Planetary Annihilation, which is uh, a new game coming from uh, Uber Entertainment, same guys who did uh, Monday Night Combat and Super Monday Night Combat, uh, just the PC free-to-play version. Uh, they are coming out with a new game called Planetary Annihilation. Now, they kickstarted this game. Looks like they got about $2.8 million from the Kickstarter, okay? The game is now available on Steam Early Access. And I did a double take when I first saw this price because it's available at $90. And I was like, that's got to be some type of mistake. And I was actually going to ask them, you know, send them an email and ask for clarification, but I didn't have to because as soon as I clicked on the game, I could check out the community posts. And they explain, like, yes, the game, the early access price is $90. And they even tell you, like, the game, you know, the game is nowhere near complete. It's, you know, there's a lot of stuff missing, which is expected. But then they tell you that the game's going to be, come September, the the early access price is going to be 60 bucks, And come December, the game actually gets released. And I don't know. I really cannot see them releasing a PC game at $60. So I would only imagine that the the actual game is going to be cheaper. So if you want early access, you have to pay a whole bunch of extra money. And I don't understand, I don't know if they really understand the, the the purpose of Steam Early Access. Steam Early Access is not Kickstarter Part 2. <laughs> it, it, it's not. Like if 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 somebody wanted to kickstart the game cuz that's where they're saying they get the prices from. And uh they they, they the prices were confirmed on Kickstarter. Oh, not confirmed, but they were, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, finalized on Kickstarter, and that, and that, you know, and that's that's pretty much that. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, yeah, and according to some other people in the comments about that, they're saying that the the Kickstarter, well, the uh, the, the the prize for giving ninety bucks on Kickstarter was the alpha. So that that was that you know that package, and that's why the game is ninety dollars now for those that's, who want early access. That doesn't make any sense. But that's that that's what I gleaned from the comments. No, no, I mean, um, you're, no, you're entirely right. I mean, because I'm I'm, not, I'm looking at the the Kickstarter page now, and yeah, for 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 ninety dollars, you get uh, all the digital items uh, from the hundred dollar tier, including an alpha key, uh, and includes all previous tiers. Yeah, so it's. No, I mean it. It, it yeah, that, that. But that. But that doesn't. It doesn't make sense that like that's the prices we set for the Kickstarter, and therefore we must now obey those laws ironclad going forward for the rest of time. Well, somebody said that they 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 wouldn't want the the Kickstarter people to get upset, but I mean, that's that's a Kickstarter thing. Yeah. Like, you know, like anything can happen. Like you know, I don't. Maybe it's because I don't Kickstart enough, but you know, I. You know, if I give ninety dollars for a Kickstarter, I don't expect everybody to pay ninety dollars no, for the game, even to get early access to it. Because there's there's plenty of games that went through Kickstarter, uh, and then the Kickstarter included beta access, and then they started giving away closed beta keys. Yeah, and I'm not mad about that. No. I don't think anybody should be mad about that. No, the only thing the only thing that the Kickstarter says is like if you gave this much money, that's what you get. There's really no implication that that's the actual value of what you're paying for there, or right. that there's any reason for the developers to have to honor that. Um, at the same time, though, I kind of feel like everybody bitching about this has no point. 
Okay. And so you know, in insofar as it's early access, what do you need to pay ninety dollars for? I'll give you that the sixty dollars for the retail game may be a little high. I'll give you that point. But like there's no law that says, Oh my god, I need to be getting on an alpha version. Because again, you're paying ninety dollars for a broken game. Oh yeah. I don't you know when when I read the comments like I don't really think people are bitching like, oh my god, this is ninety dollars. I can't believe you're charging this price because a lot of people are like, sorry, ninety bucks, I'm out. That's what a lot of yeah. people are saying. Ninety bucks, sorry, can't do it. But the thing is, I think it's a, it leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths because it, you know, even though it may not be the case, it looks a little greedy. Like you got two point <laughs> eight, you got two point eight million, you got two point eight million to kickstart this game. All right, and then on, now on top of that, you're charging ninety dollars for people to alpha test. Your game. That's, Alpha test your game. That, that's always the weird thing to me. Is it, it, it would seem to me that you should be paying people to alpha test it. Exactly. That, that's, that's, the, that's, that's my point. It's not going to work properly. And really, we kind of need you to go in and actually tell us what's not working properly. It's almost like it's work for you. So for, for them to be like, here, pay an exorbitant amount, like there's no – it's. It, I mean, I feel like there's a very specific market for an alpha, a, a game that's an alpha, and I think if you're complaining about that, you're not in that market. And then don't mistake this as me saying like, you know, if you don't have an internet connection, then the Xbox One is not for you. <laughs> or it's more just that that an alpha, an alpha is not the game. It's not like you're getting the game early. Like there's features that aren't going to be implemented. It may not run on your system. I mean, it's it's alpha. That's an early build. And so, you know, even even beta is known for having tons of problems. So, I mean, it's nice that they're making this available because basically they're saying, like, look, you know, we know you like our game. And, yeah, give us a ton of money. In a way, they're being greedy. But they're kind of saying, like, if you're the kind of fan that really wants this, 90, you know, and you're willing to pony up $90, then both parties are agreeable there. It's, it's, a, it's a mutually beneficial situation. But, yeah, it's – I mean, but – yeah, if you have no interest in paying ninety dollars for this, then don't. don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just walk away. Oh, absolutely. Game will go into either beta or when it'll be available, and then you know come back then. Absolutely. I don't think this is gonna. Pe- I, I'm not worried or anything. Like that this is gonna set some type of precedent, but I just think it's a bad idea because it's gonna look bad because people are gonna look back. Oh yeah, I remember that game early access. They wanted ninety bucks. Like you know, early access is supposed to be so so, so developers can get extra funding for their game. But that's why, you know, you have somebody pay either the price of the game or less. Yeah. Early X is like, hey, thank you for buying into this game early. Pay 20 bucks versus 30. But you could look at it, though, as if the game's going to retail for 60, that you're paying that extra 30 for one or two earlier months of access. But again, it's... it's, it's why are you paying for that? That's <laughs> You should not be paying for that. I'm, again, I'm not the target market for this because I don't understand that mentality. Like so. that's the thing. Like that's like you know you, you should be thanking them. They should be thanking the, uh, the 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 fans that are giving them this money to help develop the game because this money is helping to develop the game. I hear you have it for a cheaper price. It just goes against logic because on the developer side. I can kind of. I guess it seems to me that their their methodology for approaching this is we're basically saying like, look, the ninety dollar level for Kickstarter. Although the official Kickstarter ended, that $90 tier will live on until we hit beta, at which point it has to close because there is no longer – that product is no longer available. Right. So I guess if you look at it sort of that way, I can kind of see where they're coming from. But 
I mean, really, it's for an alpha product. Take, you know, I'm not saying give it away for free or, or you know, but take take whatever money people give you. But that, yeah, nine, I mean, is ninety dollars high? But I don't know. Are they possibly losing business just based off supply and demand? Probably, but I don't know. I, you know, if, if you don't like the price, walk away. Yeah, like some people, you know, they, they you know they probably didn't expect for a lot of people to take it anyway. So this may be exactly what they wanted. Who knows? You know, one thing that it's doing is it's getting their name out. I didn't I didn't know about this game before. If I if if I did see it before, I didn't think too much about it. Oh, I knew about it. Now and I was actually start? interested. I was like, huh. And I knew it was coming to early access. And I was going to get it until I saw the price. You were going to get it until you found out it's not on Origin. <laughs> Moving uh, on. <laughs> but, but our last topic for the night... Um, is uh well actually uh, so we haven't really talked about it a lot actually we haven't talked about it at all but there is a game that came out that I was interested in checking out called Gunpoint and it's like a tactical side-scrolling game where uh you have to uh you know it's a puzzle game where you go into an area there's you know you go into a building there's an area you have to get to so you have to like you know find a way to flip switches and get guards out of the way so you can get to your goal. Uh, but uh, we're not really going to talk about the game all that much. What we're going to talk about is the developer, uh, the guy who made Gunpoint, and how he made it for $30. <laughs> okay, so basically he made this game for $30, and now it's made so much money that not only did he recoup the game, uh, recoup the money, sorry, obviously, recoup the money, but also he has, uh, he's quit his job. He Not only, he, he quit his job. He Basically what happened was he... Three years ago, I think he says, he bought a Game Maker 8, which a game, I, I, I see Game Maker all the time, and I'm just like, eh, you know, it's probably like RPG Maker, I'm not going to bother with it. So he buys Game Maker 8 three years ago, works on this game, Gunpoint, for three years, okay, with Game Maker 8, and Game Maker 8, apparently at the time, he got it for 30 bucks, and uh, he says within the first 64 seconds of, of, of putting up the pre-order, 64 seconds it took him to re- recoup that money, that 30 bucks, okay? Uh, so that worked out well for him. But then he says the game made six times his expectations. Like, he had a certain level. Like, I needed to make, he needed to make the X amount of dollars for him to quit his job or become a game developer, and that's what he did. Basically, he made it because he wanted to use it as, like, a tryout or something he could put into his portfolio, to get hired as a game developer somewhere else, but now he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to do that, he says, because he made so much money off of the game, which is great. There's no negatives here, folks. <laughs> like, like he, he, this now he's his own game developer. He has enough money to live off of, more than enough money at this point, and he says he has full creative freedom of what he wants to do next. So I, I wonder what his development cycle is like. I wonder if he's like, if he can actually live, can he live for like the next three years off of this? Because apparently that's how long it takes for him to develop a game, <laughs> you know. Did they actually say how much he's made off that? Because I'm, I'm looking for that now. I, I do not see. No, see I don't the, see. It, yeah. see call them mentioning that. But my only, I mean, everything about this is great. You know, good for good for him. Sort of, you know, you know, taking what was fundamentally a side project, and and you know, turning that into a revenue stream. My only argument is the game cost him way more than thirty dollars to make. Um, I mean, you can talk about just the expenditure for for Game Maker Eight, and and from a a pure sort of you know, you know like 
almost like accounting standpoint, yes, that's what goes down in the expenditures column. But I mean, it took him three years, and that's a lot of time. And you know, what did he give up to to work on the game? And I know every developer has to give that up, but I think that's something to look into the cost too. I mean, sure, he reaped that money back, you know, just like he made back his thirty dollars. But it's you know, but to, to to sit there and say, you know, oh, I only, you know, this game only cost me thirty dollars to make, it is an oversimplification. Um, but otherwise, I mean, yeah, no, more power to him for doing it that way. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I don't know what kind of job he had before, but uh, you know, I guess game making games is his dream job. Well, yeah, I guess that's a lot of people's dream job until they actually get into the industry. <laughs> And they have to work that crunch, but you know it yep. says it says a lot. Actually, the, one of his big things was he would not let anyone play the game until a uh, a playable demo was ready. Commendable. Ag- against all against uh, recommendations from his friends and in the industry. Actually, a lot of industry people said no, don't do it, and he did it, and that seemed to help out. Wait, were they saying not to not to le- make a playable demo or not to yeah, let? They, they said not to make a playable demo. No, I. Playable demos are old school. I mean, we haven't really seen those a lot. Oh, yeah, I know. I know playable demos are old school, but they, the advice he was getting is saying don't do it. Well, yeah, but I, I think this kind of proves that it works. And it, it, it does the if nice your game is good. Exactly, exactly. But not only that, but too, as he pointed out, it was you know he wanted to do that because he didn't want people to download the game and then find out they couldn't play it on their system, which is always, you know, there, there are instances where people will... Uh, install games without realizing that uh, they may not work despite warnings. So, I mean, it's always good to do. Yeah. Swapper, right? <laughs> I don't have a problem, but Nick, you know... Yes. Right? Some, some some of us game on our laptops exclusively, and that that can be a problem. But... Yeah, like, you're taking a stride. I'd be raising hell. Man, I'm, I'm too busy to raise hell. Yeah, well... Somebody's gotta do it. <laughs> So it's so not then, me this time. Yeah. Instead of waiting two years not to do it, you'll just do it now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get you now. <laughs> hey, look, I already had an account, goddammit. <laughs> uh, uh, Nick is uh, not nice today at all. Uh, disappointed. You're not disappointed? Mad. I explained the situation. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean I have to be happy about it. <laughs> well, you were going to get it anyway. I didn't say I was sticking any morals on this. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, that was just a short topic. Like, you know, it's it's cool that like he only spent $30, and now he went from, you know, working, I guess, at 9 to 5 and working on the game to now being able to do what he really wants to do. And I ha- I do want to point out, too, I've, I've, I have heard very good things about Gunpoint. Yeah, I, I am interested in playing it, but I am so backed up on games I I'm probably I don't know I'll I don't even know when I'm gonna have time to play it you know I'll get it sometimes but I have so many games that I bought that I don't play like at this point I'm like I can't buy any more games until I actually start playing a lot of this shit so all right so yeah that's gonna that's gonna wrap us up or that's gonna wrap us up huh? can I just very briefly just mention the one topic that we're not gonna talk about. Okay. Uh, the Patrice D. Solette suing Ubisoft for $400,000. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That's just funny. <laughs> $400,000. Actually, I, have a, I do have a breakdown of that because I deleted that page up. Like, what was yeah. 
Um, where is it? Here we go. The break. Oh, God damn it, Photoshop. Okay, here we go. Uh, the breakdown was $250,000 worth of salary, $100,000 worth of damages, $35,000 in expense reimbursement, and $25,000 in severance. That's a lot of expense reimbursement. I know, right? Like, man, how many lunches did you buy? I think he was charging the company for his hookers. <laughs> hey, man, only the best. Yeah, no, it's, it's just... It's funny and and really in a sad way because we all kind of knew that as soon as THQ bought the rights to – Ubisoft bought the rights from THQ to 1666, we kind of knew that the Patrice-Ubisoft relationship was going to end sourly. And then, what was it, like a month ago he got fired unceremoniously? Not even a month ago. And now, yeah, so it's it's like all all dissolving relationships, this one's going to end in the courts. Yeah, seriously. Um, actually, 1666, didn't they shelve that project? Uh, I don't know if they actually said it was shelved. I think it was one of those, it's not in development, but there's nothing going on with it kind of things. Like It's on hiatus, maybe. I don't know. I guess that would be shelved. So many good games, man. Like They, kind of, they just need to shuffle it around. Like, I wonder if there's developers out there be like, yeah, we'll pick up your game. Actually, fuck no. Because that's what happened with that's what happened with you know Metal Gear Rising, and look what happened with that. They should just ask the fans to pay ninety dollars for early access, and then they can make the game. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's doing it. (laughs) All right, so let's see what's coming out. Uh, Last of Us that 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 was the big release for June, but hmm, let's see what else we got here. What day is it? Okay. That's already out. Well, I guess Gianna Twisted Sister that's coming out for PS3, which is actually a pretty good game. Um, that's out. Oh, Dak and Jaxter, uh, Dak and Jaxter co- uh, collection for uh, that's a Dak and Jaxter. Yes, yeah, you did. did. I was gonna leave. I was gonna let that go higher. I said it twice too. You did. Jack you did. and Daxter collection available for um, PS Vita. Is that seven bucks? PSN. Nah, it's probably like twenty. Oh, that's still not bad. Storm? There's some game called Storm. I don't even know what that is, so we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, I'm not really saying any, uh, anything. Else. Oh, yeah, Mag Runner Dark Pulse came out. Um, That game looks good. I have a review copy, but the review probably won't be out until Monday because I'm going to need this weekend to play it. Um, So I'll let you guys know how that is. Um, Max Payne 3 is coming out for Mac. So there you go. Mac users, you can now play Mac... Max Payne 3 on PC. Or, sorry, on Mac. You can play it on your computer the way it's made to be played. You know, you know, if, that, if that game makes you punch your monitor, then it really will be Max Payne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. That, I'm glad we have cams on, because now I can give you a side eye. <laughs> I know. You say, you say it's stupid shit like that. You understand that. I feed off that, right? <laughs> Uh, so let's see, Fist Puncher. It's a it's a brawler called Fist Puncher coming That's out. That's awesome. And uh, Joel Couture is actually doing a uh, oh. he's doing an article or editorial, not editorial, sorry, review on that. So. Uh, that's gonna be cool. Game and Mario for Wii U, but you know they need to sell more units. <laughs> um, Project X Zone is this some type of fighting game for the 3DS? Looks like it. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, nothing really big. Nothing really big. Who, who knows? Maybe this Mag Runner would be really good, so we'll see. Oh. Yeah. 
I just want to mention Shadowrun Returns. That comes out June 25th. I'm excited about that. Okay. Alright, cool. So, um, yeah, that's going to wrap us up. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. Um, you can catch us on SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash mash those buttons. You can catch us on iTunes, uh, you know, so you can we can load up into your iPod automatically. Uh, we're on Stitcher Smart Radio for your Android and iOS devices for streaming. Uh, we are also available on uh, Facebook, which is facebook.com slash mash those buttons. Uh, Twitter.com, which is, oh, sorry, which is Twitter, which is, you know, twitter.com slash MTB site. And also on YouTube, which is youtube.com slash mash those buttons. And uh, like I said, as always, we appreciate you listening. Once again, very sorry about last week. No post E3 show, but did you really need to hear us talk about E3 afterwards? Because everybody else was. I don't know. We're, 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 are we getting hipster like that? Like, uh, don't really need to talk about E3. No, I, you know. I, th- I think we just saved ourselves the uh, the problem of having to say a bunch of shit about Microsoft and then turn around and kind of take it all back now that they changed what they did. That's a good way of looking at it, Nick. Mr. Brightside, <laughs> look at that. I'm like the killers. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, thanks a lot, and we'll catch you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. 